At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. There's only 24 hours in a day. I got a pair of earbuds and I wish there was a way that I could know just what I want to listen to. There's 150,000 shows that I'm not sitting through. Welcome to Pod on Pod, a guide to the world of podcasts because it's not your daddy's radio. We're your hosts. I'm Josh. And I'm Joel. This week on Pod on Pod, we are late again. I'm blaming the weather this time. I, you can totally blame the weather. You can blame me if you want to. Truth be told, last night, I just forgot. I got oh, so when busy. I'm not, when I'm not blaming the weather, I'm always blaming you. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair <laughs> enough then. Uh, you don't want to hear our excuses, though. You just want to hear our podcast reviews. And so that's what we're going to try to get to. Uh, every week here on Pod on Pod, we review a different podcast for you, trying to help you find your next favorite. At the Bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon. Or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Favorite show, uh, so you don't have to look quite so hard. This week, it's another listener-submitted show. It's called No Such Thing as a Fish. It's true. It is true. It is true. Just look in the Oxford Dictionary. Right there it says it. No such thing as a fish. Um, uh, This show was suggested by a couple of different people. Joel Harris, especially. Uh, He previously had requested Bizarre States. Greg Shelton was another one that uh, suggested this show. And um, boy, am I glad they did. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, This show, um, what I like about doing this show, and this is for completely selfish reasons, I guess, is it forces me to get outside of the box that I normally wouldn't and uh, give shows. I would I would guarantee you I would never have found the show, ever. No. How would you have stumbled upon it? Yeah, would have never found it. And it's so delightful. Uh, so No Such Thing as a Fish. It's the audio podcast done by the British QI team. Uh, this comes from Greg Shelton. He says, in my opinion, it's brilliant. The four hosts each present their most interesting fact of the week, which leads to each host relating tangential facts. It's yes. a great brain food, and they are amazingly quick-witted. Thanks again for being so responsive and for the great podcast. Oh, that actually came from the other Joel. That comes from Joel Harris, not from Greg Shelton. Uh, Greg, though, says, uh, I have a podcast to recommend to you with a distinctly British flavor. Note the U in the word flavor. Uh, as you guys seem to enjoy our humor and thick accents, try No Such Thing as a Fish, which is a typical podcast in that the title says nothing about the content. <laughs> in short, uh, the three, or is it four experts? It's four experts it's four. most of the time. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they each present sometimes, a, sometimes five. Yeah, they each present a barely known but super interesting fact from science, history, religion, geography, etc., which leads to more facts and quotes as the others add their knowledge to the very lighthearted discussion. It's a very funny show, but also founded on verifiable sources, as the experts are also the researchers for a general knowledge-based comedy quiz show, which airs on UK television, named QI, or Quite Interesting. Did you, had you ever I'd heard of that show? I've never even heard of it, no. Me neither. Never heard Me of neither. it. Me uh, neither. QI 
I want to watch it now. Yeah, indeed. QI is very original in that the host poses a general knowledge question to which the most obvious answer is always wrong and turns out to be merely an urban myth. The panelists then discuss the truth behind the story, which is always more interesting than the legend. The podcast simply removes the quiz format and heads straight for the info, but it's never stuffy and overloaded, but strangely interesting and very amusing. Boy, I, Greg, I don't know that we need to review it. You you wrapped it all up there in a... Yeah, both of those, <laughs> I completely agree with both of those synopses. So let's talk about this synopsi. show. Uh, I don't we, know the plural for, syn- for synopsis. Synopsi, I think, is just because it's yeah. fun to say. Uh, let's get into this show uh, specifically. Here on Pod on Pod, we break a show down by talking about audio quality, uh, host likability, the content itself, production values, and then we give you some of our favorite moments. We maybe even make an elevator pitch for the show, and then we rate it overall by talking about earbuds. We don't give thumbs up. We don't talk about stars here. We do earbuds in on Pod on Pod. First of all, we've sort of already covered content with those uh, listeners submitted um, suggestions or descriptions of the show, but that that's a pretty apt description. You get four or five facts per show yep. uh, from each of the hosts. They have one fact. And the way I sort of pitched it to you, it's like word rango, but with facts instead of words. Each of the hosts brings their own uh, fact, and and I think while there's not a, sti- a strict competition in the show, there is sort of the one-upsmanship of who had the best fact of the week idea. Okay, I will give that the concepts can be similar. The formats are sort of similar. Well, sure. Yeah. My appreciation of both shows isn't. Could not be more uh, disparate, huh? I binged on this show, and it did not give me an earache. I think I listened to at uh, 1.3 in a row, which I hardly ever do anymore. I think I've listened to 20. <laughs> you listened to 20 yeah, Like, no joke, yeah. Not in a row. Right. But I had to take a couple of trips, and they're only 30 minutes, 40 minutes long. Yes. So and they're so easy I just to kept just... them going. Rachel was with me. She loves them. Uh, so that's that's the uh, general content. Let's move on to audio quality for this show. Now, th- this is the one knock I think you could have against it. It's a bit fuzzy. I think they're mostly in the same location, but when whenever you have four or five different people all in the same room, it's hard to get a clear recording, I think. I think out of podcasts that we've – reviewed that have had three or more hosts this one does a pretty solid job like they edit it like it's obvious yes. that it's edited um which is good and they i think they edit edit do a, i think that they do a good job of editing out a lot of the issues yes and a lot of the nonsense as that you know when you have that many people in a room like the conversation goes astray a lot and they like a little rambling but they also like a tight show and so they right. do a great job of of having both of those things at once you feel like the show is free flowing and yet not rambling yes 100 percent agree all right so let's get into host likability then andrew hunter murray james Andy murray uh, that's right uh james harkin alex edelman and uh, dan schreiber and then anna and i'm not going to get her last name right so i'm just going to say that it's Poznitsky. Works <laughs> for me. Very wrong. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Anna. Uh, we'll have links for all of those folks on Twitter uh, in our show notes for this episode, so you can follow them if you'd like to and and hear from them. They're all pretty funny in their own right. Did you have a favorite host? That many people, it's hard to develop. Even with several episodes, it's hard to develop a lot. Even of- it's always hard whenever you get more than one host. It generally takes me several episodes to start uh, distinguishing who's who. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is even harder for me to do it. Uh, with anyone with an accent. Yes. I'll say this. Anna stuck out since they uh, made fun of her a lot. That's right. As the female (laughs) voice. Also, she's not actually on 
Twitter. She tweets through the one of the QI accounts, and so they occasionally ring her up for that as well for not being on Twitter. Um, but I, I liked all of them; they were all super likable. I didn't. There's not a jerk on this show, as there is on many shows. Not even somebody who sort of plays a jerk on the podcast. Well, and if they if they lean to anything, it's being self deprecating. Yes, yeah, but which I think I don't know. Maybe that's a British thing, but it's one of the things that I like so much about this. You find podcast. it endearing. Yes, very sure. much so. Uh, production values. Uh, so what they do as they edit the show, they put just a little snippet of the theme song in to sort of break those moments in between uh, topics of discussion or moving from fact to fact throughout the show. Other than that, there's really not much uh, to it. There's not a whole lot of sounders or sound effects or anything. Which makes it an amazingly simple show. Yeah. I really do appreciate anytime you're going to have a show where the conversation is significantly edited or truncated. Hey, we're closing that off and moving to a different thing. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. think it's almost required to have some sort of uh, little – Yes, production Mm -hmm. value of something so that you know – Hey, okay, new conversation or new area of discussion. Don't feel like you have to bridge the topics here from one to the other. Well, what I found, um, here's the reason I'm okay with it for this show. Because it can be a little jarring. But like um, Greg mentioned, one person will bring a fact, so it'll be Andy's fact, right? And let's say Andy's fact is that Grover Cleveland, for the last 72 hours or however long it was of his life, uh, was fed through his anus, right? Oh, my God. I didn't hear that one, I guess. That's yeah, he was shot. Fact. That was one of them. Yeah, he was he was shot, and all the doctors um, kept digging around in his guts uh, to try to find the bullet and couldn't. Um, in fact, Alexander Graham Bell was inventing the um, a uh, metal detector, and they brought him in to try to find the bullet, but he was laying on a bed with metal springs, so it didn't work. Wow. Right. Um, but because of all their meddling, he ended up going septic and couldn't eat. So they fed him through the anus, which doesn't really work. Right. So there's the fact. Now, every other host gets to tack on a tangential uh, fact to that. And there's two ways they can go about it. Or there's a couple of ways they can go about it, which always is one of my favorite parts. Either they'll give another fact about Grover Cleveland, like he could write in Latin with his right hand while writing in Greek in his left hand, and he campaigned in German. Oh, that's, a, that's an amazing series of facts. <laughs> right? Or it could be a weird medical fact, right? Uh, yes, a similar procedure. Well, you know, right. around that same time, they were also uh, taking, you know, monkey bladders and uh, trying to, in, in uh, you know, uh, trade them out for human bladders or something. Right. So it's always something like you never know. You never know which vein um, the other hosts are going to take. So it's kind of always a delightful surprise. I think that could be the theme for the whole show. It's kind of always a delightful surprise. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. And. <laughs> They are so witty um, and so quick. Uh, it's a it's it's amazing. So, other than Grover Cleveland's uh, intestines, did you have a favorite moment that you'd like to mention? Um, I can't remember. It may be James, uh, but one of them will often try to uh, to bring Yetis into it. So it doesn't <laughs> matter what the topic is, and and somebody called him out and they're like. Do you just take the topic? Do you just take the fact and then just Google that fact plus Yeti <laughs> to try to try to find something? Uh, because the way the way that I think that it works, and I could be wrong, but from listening to all the episodes, is uh, everyone submits their fact 
at the beginning of the week so that all the other hosts have time to do a little research around that fact and find whatever it is that is uh, interesting to them and they bring it. So they have a couple of days um, Makes absolute to do sense. research. Uh, my favorite moment was they, they were talking about um, different scientists' plan to solve basically all of the world's problems. Uh, and the one in particular that stuck out to me was there was this mathematician and physicist who for most of his adult life and career was a proponent of the idea that we could solve all of the world's ills by blowing up the moon. Yeah. Uh Except that the tides wouldn't work. and yeah, Well, that's what they said. Yeah. And there would be tides. They would just be – so high tide would be at noon. Low tide would be at midnight. Every day, always. Um, there there are lots of other reasons why that wouldn't work. Mostly the fact that the moon would mostly fall to Earth and uh, end up as meteorites and asteroids and destroy us all. So that would be a bad thing. Uh, but that was probably my, my favorite uh, overall discussion. That discussion led to as, again, you get tangential facts. Other ways people are thinking of saving the planet. Um, Greenland has a plan to cover the whole uh, country in a blanket to save their um, ice. Caps ice. From melting. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And apparently it could work. It's just too expensive for the whole country to be covered in a blanket. No, it is um, – I, I really wish I could remember this listener's name because he's pretty fantastic. It's our, um, it's our uh, listener that's like in his 60s. God, I know who name? you're talking about. Uh, I could probably try to find him on Twitter maybe. Anyway, he, uh, you know, he mentioned if you love being entertained and love learning, that podcasts are a great way to do it. And I think that's very apropos to this one in particular. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very much so. Uh, so let's go on then and rate the show overall. As I said on Pod on Pod, we don't give thumbs up. We don't give stars. The way that we rate shows is with earbuds in. How many earbuds are you going to give no such thing as a two. fish? Yeah, it's got to be two. I don't even have to think about it. It's two. It's absolutely got to be two. We loved this show. I can't tell you enough uh, to go and check it out. And where can you check it out? We'll have links uh, in our show notes, but you can find them at qi.com slash podcast, qi.com slash podcast. But you can also find them in iTunes or on SoundCloud and Stitcher. Just search for No Such Thing as a Fish with the QI Elves. It, it is a lot of fun, absolutely. You got anything else to add on this show, Josh? Well, just most importantly um, – this show has earned my review. So I'm going to go review them, and I'm going to give them a great review because they deserve it. And if you're inspired to listen to No Such Thing as a Fix, No Such Thing as a Fix, there's definitely a thing as a fix. Yes. Uh, yeah, ask the White Sox. Uh, <laughs> if, if this has inspired you to go and check out No Such Thing as a Fish, which I highly recommend, uh, and you enjoy it, the best way to show them that you enjoy it is to please go and give them a review. Uh, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly with that. Uh, what we didn't do uh, on this episode, Josh, is give our elevator pitch. I- I'll give you mine real quick. Here's what would happen if the people who write The Daily Show read the Jeopardy answers to you on a podcast. It, they're very that, funny guys, yes. so it's comedians, but they are they're giving you genuine facts that you can drop during a dinner party or something that'll make somebody turn their head and go <laughs> Re- exactly. Yeah. I mean honestly, did you did you know before that that Grover Cleveland was fed for the last months of his life uh, or weeks of his life uh, through his anus? I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did. Uh, I love the presidents. Uh, I watch and read uh, about all of them the fantastic. Uh, but what I didn't know were the types of food that they tried, and then why they stopped feeding him some food. So, for example, egg yolks. They tried to feed him egg yolks through through his anus. 
and they stopped doing it because uh, the fa- flatulence w- was so horrible that the doctors didn't want to be around it. And it's kind of like, he's dying and you don't want to be around his smelly farts. Like, <laughs> that's an amazing reason to stop trying to save someone. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so there you go, folks. It's our review from Pod on Pod of No Such Thing as a Fish, a wholehearted recommendation. I don't think uh, very few shows have gotten a, a 2.0 from both of us there. Uh, let's get to a little listener feedback before we wrap up this week, Josh. Ooh. Uh, this comes from Travis Langley. He's the um, producer and uh, representative for the, the Last Gentleman, uh, which we reviewed a while back. Uh, he asks, do we have a policy about reviewing paid subscription podcasts? For example, I know the Anthony Cumia show or Artie Lang show, you have to pay a few bucks a month to listen. So I was curious if you guys got enough demand, would you review something like this? We had uh, Anthony on our show uh, a few weekends ago, so we all paid for a show to listen to the content. I'm surprisingly enjoying it. It's definitely worth checking out. Thanks, Travis Langley, producer and representative. Do you subscribe to any shows? Do you pay for any podcast subscriptions? Um, I have paid uh, to get the backlog of WTF. Uh, I, yeah, I have paid. Uh, a, I'm not an ongoing subscriber, but I have paid a couple of months uh, at different times to, to access that back catalog of WTF. I have considered uh, – I have not purchased it yet, but I've considered going through like the band camp of um, the Weekly Planet. They do yeah. some audio movie commentaries on there. And um, they're sort of behind a paywall. You don't have to pay anything or you can pay very little. But I've thought about throwing them a few bucks. I have also paid for every single Tell Em Steve, Steve Dave Christmas special. Yeah, so all of their items to, to be paid for, you've gotten those too. Yeah. Um, I guess we're not opposed to it in general. Here's the thing for Pot on Pot. I don't think it really – yeah, I don't think it fits – what we're trying to do. Yes. Our goal week to week, and the only reason we, we will review a show is if we feel like some portion of our audience or potential audience would be very excited to to hear that. And and since our audience is smaller than a lot of shows, that some proportion is small to begin with. The number of people that would listen to our show that are theoretically kind of new to podcasting that would want to go right in and pay for a show where they couldn't have access to the content at all without paying, I think is almost non-existent. Um, so for that reason, we're probably not going to review something like that on our show. But in general, we're not opposed to subscriptions for podcasts. And I think it's a great idea as another monetization tool for a show with a long back catalog. Yeah, I am never against a podcaster trying to trying to get paid, yeah, ever. No, absolutely, absolutely. So good question, Travis, and, and there's our answer for that. Hope you guys enjoyed this week's review. Uh, what's on the docket for next week, Josh? T... I don't know. It's too many letters. You can't keep up with it. By a vowel. Uh, We're going to review two shows. I don't. That's right. We're talking about two shows next week. We're going to be talking about TLDR and Reply All. No, no. TL colon. It's either colon or semicolon. I think it's semicolon. Semicolon. Yes. TLDR stands for Too Long, Didn't Read. Uh, It's a a very neat show, sort of a spinoff of a media show from NPR. And now – I already hate it. I haven't listened to a – I haven't listened to a single episode, but I can't tell you how frustratingly angry that title makes me. It is ridiculous. How How is anybody supposed to know what your show is? You sent me that, and I was like, what does it even mean? You told me what it meant and then told me that's the title. Like yeah. if I were to search for it, I have to do TL semicolon DR. It's Frustrating. If you type in TL, I'm pretty sure it will pop. It will pop up. As I don't give one a damn. It's stupid, and the people that came up with that 
like I'm sure they're great people. They did not put any thought into this or they overthought it. Well, let's see if you feel the same way after you listen to the show. It's a show about the Internet, uh, a very cool show. TLDR, the original host of that show, they have moved over to Gimlet Media, which we've talked about before, the guys behind the startup podcast. And they've got a new show called Reply All, sort of a a second generation of TLDR. So we're going to be talking about both those shows next week. Oh, yeah. I'm sure the original host left because he was like, hey. This title's stupid. We need a new name. <laughs> well, they did fix the name on the new show, at least. It's a it's an easier name. Reply All, you would agree, I is get better. It. Yes. I, yes. And, and I can – and I can. oh, Reply All. It's got to be something about internets yeah. or it's got to be something about uh, email or, or communication. Something TLDR gives me nothing. It is so hard. How's anybody supposed to find that show? Because we're going to talk about it next week. On we're Pot doing on God's work, I tell you. God's <laughs> work. Right. All right. Until then, uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel. And this has been the podcast. Pod on Pod is a proud member of the ProCast Network, a Procreate production. Procreate is a community of artists in film, music, the digital arts, and the fine arts that helps them connect and collaborate on projects. You can find out more at teamprocreate.com. Also, be sure to check out one of our other great shows like Movie Buzzed. The Movie Buzzed podcast is exactly what it sounds like. It's a place for friends to get together, watch a good movie, and catch a good buzz. Every episode, your host, Zach, will be joined by a special guest or five to have some fun. Whether it's pop culture, movie trivia, random rants about politics, or reading comments from astrophysicists, Movie Buzzed is where you'll find your friends and a good buzz waiting for you. Our musical guest this week is City City.
At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Tune into Haycar's new podcast series, The Road to a Simple Life. And join me, Vernon Kay, as I chat to McFly's Harry Judd, Ian Haste of Haste Kitchen, and Money Magpie's Jasmine Bertles about how they keep things simple across their family, food, and financial lives. The Road to a Simple Life is brought to you by Haycar, the new website for used cars that promise to make finding your perfect used car simpler than ever. Find us on all major podcast channels or head to haycar.co.uk forward slash simple for all of the episodes.